0: Salop fans, welcome back to the latest episode of Shrew's Views, sponsored by the Kettle and Toaster Man. My name is Johnny Drury, I'm alongside today Mr Ollie Westbury at a secret location near to the crowd meadow. We're on the road again and um, we've just watched Salop win 3-2 in the EFL Trophy we bring you a late night podcast. This is our, you know, the rock and roll lifestyle of a sports journalist working on the road, sat in Ollie's car, bringing you an episode of Shrews Views. Oll, how are you, mate? We're uh, we're taking this podcast on the road quite a lot at the moment. Yeah, we? second in-person
1: podcast, you know, in succession. I've just turned my headlights off to make sure I don't I don't get a flat battery, and I can make sure <laughs> I can get. <laughs> yeah, back we to don't the want black... that. We I can get that. back to the Black Country. It's uh, it's good to have you with me. It's a f- our first time together this season.
0: I think it is on a point to Blackpool like this, on yeah. Saturday. I'm not. No, <laughs> no, no, I can't no, no. i am not, not making that trip up to Walsall again. I don't know where I am Saturday, but I'm certainly not coming to Blackpool anyway. So. <laughs> I can't say I blame
1: you that much. I can't say I blame you that much. The Shrews is away record.
0: There we go. Well, we've got plenty to talk about. Um, we're going to be here for the next sort of 20, 25 minutes. We're going to talk about Saturday's dramatic comeback against Reading. We're going to talk about tonight, which was a historic night for Shrewsbury Town, as uh, they had a new youngest ever player. We've got some questions as well. I'm will have a little bit of a glance forward to that tough game against Blackpool on Saturday. So I'll... Let's start with let's start with Redding, let's break it down into into sections. Overall, the win is a welcome win for, for Matt Taylor, given sort of, you know, the run and how the season has gone. Um so overall he would have been been pleased with the, the result anyway after the game.
1: Yeah, I think if you look at it on paper and you you pick up your newspaper or you go on BBC Sport, you know, at quarter past five on a Saturday evening and you see the results and you look at Shrewsbury Town three red in um Reading two, and you think happy day's job done, but that does not quite tell the full story of what was an incredibly eventful afternoon at the crowd meadow um it's quite difficult to sum up all the events that that that, re- that really happened, obviously it started with you know a disastrous opening fifteen minutes you know it's a ma- it's a massive game because obviously there's this tri- this tough trip to Blackpool on the horizon, so we knew that that game against Reading who were in horrendous form away from home themselves. You know, the defeat, you know, meant they've gone a whole calendar year without um, getting a win in the league away from home. So we so we, re, we realised kind of how big a game it was and how, you know, it'd just be typical if Shrewsby were the team to kind of, you know, end that run. So it was a must-win... Oh, was it a must-win game? I don't know. It was close to a must-win game, especially with the likes of...
0: It was a game that if they won brought more, you know... It, it it was a confidence booster if they if they did win the game. I suppose yeah you know when you 2-0 down after after whatever it, it turned into a Yeah you know it could be a, a bad afternoon and you mentioned that stat there which I saw before the game and you're you're almost thinking, you know, if you're a glass half empty Shrewsbury fan you're thinking, oh Christ is today gonna to be the day Red and they're gonna get that win on the road.
1: Yeah I and mean it looked that, like yeah, it was going absolutely. to be the case for yeah. for a quite a yeah. long period. And I suppose you're coming into that game off the back of the Colchester win, you know, in the FA Cup and you're thinking to yourself Right, we've scored three goals the week before, and you're kind of thinking, and then we'd lost two nil to to Bolton, and you're thinking, oh god, that. The only reason we we scored three goals against Colchester was because, you know, it was an FA Cup game, and we're playing against League Two opposition. But you know, so we needed to see some goals. It's what we've been, you know, we've been crying out for it, you know. Uh, as I've, we've just been reminded by a Shrewsbury member of staff in the car park, leaving the meadow, that seven goals in sixteen games. Or however many games it was, you know, uh, and keep talking about that stat. So, you know, that they needed to score, um, and you know, to see them get the goals that they did um, was really pleasing. But obviously, that
0: does not tell the full story, does it? No, it in terms the of the performance, story. you know, it wasn't. It didn't look like until the last stages, or the very last stages, that we were going to get anything from the game. And we'll talk about that, that uh, that dramatic finish in a short while. But what? What for you all? You know what what was wrong on Saturday in terms of, you know, we know Shusby fans have been frustrated with certain things this season, not not least the the, the goals, which at the moment are starting to flow a little bit. But yeah. what what can you pinpoint? Maybe a couple of points that that were missing in that performance on Saturday, because let's be frank, like you said, on paper the the win is you know three two win. Yeah, it's a it's a victory and it's a dramatic victory. But for large parts of that game, the supporters weren't happy. You know there were. Chance from the stand, you know, whether whatever section of the ground they were from. But what what can you put your finger on in terms of what you saw that just wasn't there for? Well,
1: I, I think when the fans are, you know, I, th- I think when you're in the situation that Shrewsbury are in at the moment, anyway, I think it, you know it, 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 they're in a difficult they were in a difficult spot before that game, weren't they? So. What you don't need in that game is you would have thought that, you know, they're saying to each other in the dressing room, right, OK, come on then, let's keep it tight first 10, 15 minutes and then let's build from there. Let's keep it tight and let's build from there. So to to, to, to concede two goals in the fashion that they did and they were, you know, they were basic goals that they conceded, right, a long ball from our good friend David Button, um, who just smashed it forward. Um, Sam... I think it was his name again. Sounds Sam death? Smith. Yeah, yeah. Threw on goal. Not for, the singer. No, for, former salop <laughs> <sell-up> striker. <laughs> threw on goal, <laughs> finishes into the corner. And then the way that they went 2 0 down, and I just think it, it was just a combination of things, and, and, and it kind of boiled over. And, and that 15, or it 17 minutes, the second goal was scored in the, by, by Ballard, was scored in the 15th minute. And that 17 minutes between Shrewsbury Town going 2 0 down before they got one back was pretty hostile. I was pretty hostile you know they were kicking the ball out and they were being jeered by their own fans it was pretty it was pretty nasty um but i think it's the it's the wider context it's like there were a, there was a murmuring of booze after the bolton win the bolton defeat and and it's not that game that wasn't the reason they were booing they weren't the fans weren't booing because we lost 2-0 to bolton the fans were booing because of the, the wider context of the season and of where they're at and of what's happened and uh, and all that kind of malarkey. So, you know, it was a t- it, it, it was a, it was tough. It was tough. But what I must say, and this comes back to the manager, to the players. Is they showed immense resilience because what can happen when you're in that situation there fold, is it? you can fold like a deck of cards and they could have got beat three and have been
0: completely out of sight. Well, for honest, all you know, you're two 0 down after 17 minutes when the fans turn like that. It could be more than three. It can go on to be more than three. You know, we've seen it time and time again. Not at Shrewsbury, but we, you know, we've, it happens in football. You know, you're two nil down and like you said, it gets hostile. The fans are on your back, and some players can sort of wilt, but.
1: They showed a imme- they showed immense No, no, no. They showed immense character. You know, Tom Bayliss with the first. That kind of came from a Reading mistake. And you know, people can argue, oh well, we only got the first one back because it was a mistake. But then, you know, Reading only scored two because they were mistakes, you know. So, you know, it, it does feel as though that is something that's costing Shrewsby a little bit defensively at the moment. They are making quite a lot of errors which are leading to goals, um, which is something that they're gonna to want to look to address. Um, you know, because those individual mistakes I mean for the last i don 't know how many games now I mean obviously including tonight 's game they 've conceded at least two goals, so when you got to score three to win, you know it make it makes life it makes life challenging so you know Tom Bailey's got that goal back and town started to get on the front foot so so when half ta half time came you know it wasn 't quite as vociferous as we kind of thought that it might be you know it wasn 't the 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 most hostile it was was the seventeen minutes. Two 0 to two one. That that was that was the worst it got, and it, and it kind of improved from there. Now, what would have happened if after half-time it would have stayed two one? Because you know, for forty five minutes there, you know, there were chances that Reading could have added to their lead. Um, I seem to remember Marco Marosi making a a double save. Oh, all these games are blurring into one now because we've had so many games <laughs> at the Meadow in such a short space. But Marco Morosi made a superb double save, and. Uh, there was another effort that just went narrowly over and Dunkley had a header. But, you know, the, it was kind of like same old story like for town, really. Like, tidy. The Shrewsby are tidy, I think. They are good in the back third and the middle third of the pitch. The front third is where it has struggled a little bit, you know, up to this point, because now they've scored nine goals in the last four games. So, you know, they have started putting the ball in the onion bag a bit more, which is good. Um, they now need to go and do it away from home. So, up to that point, you know, it it, it was a difficult afternoon and you kind of thought well what is the reaction actually going to be if this game finishes 2-1 then they score twice they win 3-2 and scenes of utter complete and utter jubilation I mean I wrote that you know I've not seen and I've talked about it with you and I've talked about it um, with Shrewsbury fans that I have not been to a game of football where I've seen contrasting emotions such as that I've been to games of football where they've where teams have come, I mean, don't forget, I'm only 26. You know, I consider myself young as man. a bit of a, Very a, sp- young man. a spring chicken. Um, I've been to games of football where there's been remarkable turnarounds. Like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't it wasn't like a remarkable turnaround, but it was it was a remarkable turnaround given where we were in the 16th minute. Yeah. That was what was so that was what was so contrasting about it. That you know, it, 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 that was a tough moment. That was a real tough moment, and they managed to kind of get through that. Um, and they scored two goals from set pieces and Dave Edwards made a really, really valid point in his column this week and he said that the only difference between this Shrewsbury side and the Shrewsbury side of last season is set pieces last season they were awesome at set pieces they took advantage of them and they scored loads of goals from them up until Saturday their only goal from a set piece in the league was Shay Dunkley's header uh, and that was at home to Burton on the second day of the season That's that's not enough goals in a league where set pieces are so important um, two exceptionally good deliveries from Elliot Bennett, um, Dunkley with the first, uh, Shreya with the second, and, you know, it was brilliant scenes, brilliant to see the manager charging down the touchline, brilliant to see all the players involved, I mean, I was, I was, I don't know what I was doing, I was going nuts in the press box. You were probably
0: fuming, because you had to rewrite your intro. Well, I did have to rewrite my <laughs> intro, but at the end of the day, like...
1: Twice. I, I, yeah. Twice <laughs> you had to rewrite the Well, intro. I didn't bother the first time, because yeah. I was like, I feel like we might get a winner here. Um so I didn't bother I just waited and did it at the end to be fair but it was it was the, the rewrite of all rewrites isn't it the last minute comeback um but so yeah so you know it was a, it was a brilliant a really 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 nice moment and and and, you, and like I say like an immense character from the team and you must give them credit for that and you must allow them to enjoy that moment but there still is the bigger picture and the bigger picture is it wasn't that convincing in fact it was was anything but convincing um so, that's 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 where we're at with it. With it, really. I mean, you know, with net, with each win. Is is kind of a building block Isn't it yeah. Each win is kind of like Yeah 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 and, and you get more convinced By the team And what you see each win And it, not just each win Each performance That they put in And it, consistency is what they need We know that this Shrewsbury Town side Can do it They did it against Derby One of the best sides In the division With one of the biggest Wage budgets in the division With some really Really good players They did it against Derby They produced the performance Of the season And they won 1-0 Absolutely Superb So we know that they can do it Now I know that the hardest thing in sport is not being able to do it once it 's it's and it 's the people that do it the most and the most consistently that are the best and that is it with football it 's like that in cricket it 's like that in any sports any elite sportsman it 's not the fact that you can do it once it 's how often you can do it and that is the challenge now for town and if they want to get to where they got to last year they did it intermittently they went through they were a real streaky side they went through sides where they played really really well for a while. And then, you know, their form kind of dipped. Um and, and that's the way and that's the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it? So that the challenge now for Matt Taylor and his coaching staff is to try and get Shrewsbury to
0: be to be more consistent. And I'd say that it's
1: Consistency is the key. That could be a title for
0: the podcast. Yeah, consistency is key. One of the things, you know, the last podcast we did, the normal podcast, obviously we had Liam Dooley, the new CEO on last week, but the previous week we were talking a lot about that, you know, that statistic which you said we've just been told coming out of the, the crowd meadow. Um the 7 and 16, which has now changed, but you know, it's now flipped to nine, scored nine in four. You know, I did a Matt Taylor press conference when you were off at, uh, probably about six weeks ago, and, and funny we that. were talking about. I'm not off very often you as well. No, you're not, yeah. I don't know where you were. You must have had a gig or a concert or something. <laughs> um, but we were talking about that, and he was saying it was going to turn, it was going to turn, and you know, the longer it goes on, the more you don't think it's going to turn, or some fans might. But it has sort of turned on the goal scoring front now, and that is, you know, that is key. You, You, you know, you've got. Oh, oh, evident you've got to score goals to win games, you've also got to defend to win games as well. But given that, that's one thing that they've got to build on now. Not just momentum but finding the back of the net on a more regular basis. They're starting to do it now. If they can carry on doing that going forward, then they can get on a little bit of a run. Because if you can we've seen you know, we saw last season you mentioned those streaky runs. If you get on a run, you can lift yourself up and give yourself a bit of breathing space to maybe have a, a little bit of a dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, comes through scoring goals and that's what they've got to maybe harness now from what's happened in the last 3 outings or well, certainly a home anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean for sure. I mean that's you're absolutely bang on. They need to they need to make sure that they can harness, you know, what they've what they've what they've done and what they've got and and they need to you know, they need to go on and 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 make the most of that. I mean tonight's another good example of that, you know, the the, the winning the the EFL trophy because it's momentum and winning's winning's a habit as much as not scoring a habit. Scoring's a, like you know as much as not scoring is a habit. Scoring goals is a habit too, and it's one that they really want to get into, Shrewsbury Town. So, you know, it's a, it's a really important important moment for them. You know, the fact that they're starting to score goals is good. And but like I say, it's it's consistency, it's momentum, and and you know, the away record's a challenge. So so that's kind of that. This is the next step. It's the next hurdle for them. But like this league is so bunched together. It's just a couple of back to back wins, and you kind of you find yourself pulling way adrift from the from the pack near the bottom. But, obviously, it's getting them because it's tough, isn't it? There's no easy opponents. There's no easy games. Like, everybody's, you know, out there scrapping. I think people forget that, don't they? Is that you spend your week prepping to play your game plan, but the other team spends their week prepping
0: to stop you, don't they? So, it's not it's not supposed to be easy. No, absolutely. Um, we'll move on to the proceedings tonight at the crowd. Maybe just a shout-out to our sponsor, the Kettle and Toaster Man. Sponsor all our podcasts um, here, Shopstar and Express and Star. So, many thanks to the guys down there. Oh, it's almost like you read my mind. We'll talk about the the game tonight and you know that does breed another bit of momentum. But what I want to talk about is the team selection tonight in terms of, uh, well this won't be out till tomorrow, so the team selection yesterday um, in the, the 3-2 win over Walsall in the, the dead rubber of the EFL trophy. Um, I think most people looking at that, dead rubber, no side can get through. They were probably thinking it's going to be too uh, Under-18s teams Or under-21s teams But it wasn't Certainly not for Walsall And it certainly wasn't For Matt Sadler uh, For Matt Taylor Sorry Matt Sadler Matt Taylor It gets awkward Because Matt Sadler's Played for Shrewsbury As we know And very well Matt Taylor's also Managed Walsall So tonight Was a bit of a tricky one Um, But uh, Matt Taylor Put out a strong side Which surprised A lot of people Um, Certainly a strong 11 Anyway obviously The bench was Full of a lot of youngsters Who come on and did really well Which we'll talk about But Given that selection was made, was that a case of, you know, like you'll say then, trying to continue that little bit of a run, that little bit of a mem- momentum, you know, if they come tonight and get beat against a League Two side, that sort of stunts that a little bit. You know, tonight was a chance for, for that momentum to carry on and, you know, it paid off in it because be won. I think it's a really interesting concept, you know. So, I felt that if he'd have picked
1: the kids, it wouldn't have made any difference. Um... I think if he'd have picked, like, if he'd have picked the side that pretty much finished the, the game, I think it wouldn't have made no difference because you know that that is an that is a, an under eighteen side with a few senior pros. But I think once he picks the side that he does, I think they have to win. Adds a bit of pressure. I, I think so, yeah, be- because because it's the it's it's the first team squad. You know, a lot of those players have, have started a lot of games this season. So if they don't perform and don't produce a result, you kind of they'll be judged how the first team is judged. You know, it's like it's
0: like when they lost to Forest Green, but then they was almost his lesser opposition as well because you know Warsaw yeah, are yeah, two yeah, sides yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah
1: exactly. But Warsaw went pretty strong as well, didn't they? So, so I actually think that it was it was really I think I think you can take a lot from from tonight's performance because Warsaw went strong and Shrewsbury went strong. So actually, there was a lot to gain, but also like it was a gamble almost because you could lose a lot as well. Because actually,
0: brave call. It's a, bra- a, bra- t- a brave a yeah. brave call
1: because if they'd have picked their first team and lost you'd have thought, not lost, because I think after 60 minutes when they made the changes, I think what was important was that they were leading at half-time, because that was when they had their main players on. You know, they took them off and they brought more kids on and more kids on and more kids on. At the end, it was kind of backs to the wall, trying to defend, trying to keep everything out, because, you know, they had the back five of senior players and everybody else uh, was was, was a young academy player. Um, So... You know, obviously there's the first-year pros in there as well, but they're young players who who, who are not—they're not around the first-team squad hardly at all. So they're not first-team players in my book if they're not if they're not making if they're not featuring in in the first team that often. So I think that really does. That was my view on it. Really, I looked at his team selection and thought, "Oh, that's good. That 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 that's good." Um, because because I mean, I looked at it and thought, "Well, we've got more of a game on our hands here tonight. We're not coming just to watch the kids. We we're coming to to kind of see how, how how town go." And I think I think you could. There's a lot to take from it. You know, it's the it's the first team players. There's, you know, there's players coming back from from injury. There's players making their first starts of the season. There's players, you know, um that have kind of been in and out of the first team that are trying to stage put a put a case forward. There's guys who have got a goal tonight that perhaps haven't scored for a while um so so that there's all all manner of positive positives to come out of it i think that that's the most important thing for me though that's what i feel is that after he picked that strong side i felt like you know that that they needed that they needed to produce a decent performance they needed to score a few goals because they would have then been judged how the first team is judged because they're first team footballers and they're first team players you know you know that side Four of the lads who came obviously came off, didn't they? Uh, Dan Udo, Ryan Bowman, uh, Elliot Bennett, and Taylor Perry. You know, you know, proper first team players. Um, so yeah, um, I thought I thought it was I thought it was important, and I thought it, I thought it was good.
0: Yeah, pleased I'm, for I am going to slot something else in there before we talk about the youngsters. You know, if you look at the statistics tonight, you know the one that matters is a three-two win for. For Salab, some, would argue it doesn't matter because both sides are out of the trophy. But Shrewsby, you know, chances were at a premium, but they did take their chances and they were clinical. very clinical. And yeah. you know, on another day, it could be very different. Harry Maguire produced a save to, to keep um, Danny Johnson's penalty out. He made a really good save at the end um, to deny. I think it was Johnson again. Um, but Walsall created a lot, an awful lot of chances. So it could have gone a different. A different way tonight, but the positive to look at that is, you know, the clinical nature of the the front line. You know, the the two goals. Udo thought Udo took his goal very, very well. Uh, Al Benning caught the keeper off guard, and then Ryan Bowman stuck a a header in. So there, you know, there are negatives as well as positives. But I suppose more than anything, it's the winning that breeds confidence. And you know, it's not like they won against, like you said, an a Walsall Under 18s team tonight. It was a it was a strong Walsall as well as strong. Not maybe not as strong, but it was a certainly a strong Walsall side. You know, I've seen Walsall myself a few times this season, and and that was a strong outfit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, with the three of us, were sat. You know, myself, you, and, and George Bennett, who is our Walsall correspondent, we're all sat next to each other on the bench, kind of chatting as, as the game was going on, and and Walsall looked a decent side, didn't they? I mean, were they seventeenth in League Two? I mean, they don't think, look like a side. I think arguably 17th. up until
0: the half hour, they probably looked like the League One side, to be honest. Didn't yeah, they? they did. They you started, know, changed started after the game, that, but...
1: I mean, to be honest. They had the better chances in the game, didn't they? They had a lot of chances. They had an awful lot of chances, and Choozby scored some goals. Kind of, you know, the equaliser from Danudo came out of nothing. But then I suppose you could argue that Danny Johnson's first goal kind of came from a mistake and came out of nothing as well. So, you know, they did. They started well. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever. They started really well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important that they got that Trusby got a win against what, what, what are clearly a decent Warsaw side who put in a good performance and probably needed if they, if they'd have been as clinical as Shrewsbury were then, you know, we could we could have been seeing a, a five three or whatever because they you know they, they could have they had lots of chances, obviously missed a penalty, Harry Burgoyne making a good late late save and I wrote in my player ratings for Burgoyne that, you know, although he saved the penalty and made a couple of good saves, Warsaw had a lot of chances but they just kept either hitting them like an inch over the bar or a couple of yards mm. wide. So yeah, it's one of the one of the one of those afternoon one of those evenings yeah. even it was, yeah.
0: Just on the, you know, we've got to talk about the youngsters and, and we had the young kid um, come off the bench. Simba, I'm not going to pronounce his second name. because you, wanza There we go there. I didn't look at the team sheet enough tonight. But um, he came off the bench, you know, 16th birthday today. Um, so many, you know, congratulations to him and, uh, and a happy birthday. But he come on, did well. There were a number of performances. Who impressed you out of those youngsters tonight? And I know Matt Taylor's talked a lot about it in his post-match, but... Who who stood out for you? I thought there was a couple that the, the young kid who put the cross in for yeah, the golden did Loughran. really well. Yeah, really Jack, well. Jack Loughran. I thought I thought the third goal was the best goal of the
1: evening. Choose, I I no, that's that's incorrect because Mal Benning's free kick was yeah, it was absolutely decent. superb.
0: All these games are merging into one. Yeah, for you, they, aren't are, they are. They They are. <laughs> yeah. so I've seen too many goals. I didn't
1: think I'd say that a week ago. Um, no, I, I thought Mal Benning's was strike was a, was a brilliant strike. but A I, well-worked goal. But the, it, but, goal. The, but, the, but the third goal was a well-worked goal. Elliot Thorpe, who I thought was bright um, after he got over an initial rusty stage, um, did well on the right-hand side, kind of got in, played in, Jack Loughran, and he put in a wonderful cross to Bowman. But it wasn't just a simple nod it in on a plate. He kind of jumped and he had to hang in the air and wait for the ball to then nod it back across the goalkeeper. And I just thought the way that, that you know, the, the four Shrewsbury Town players... Combined there, um, I just thought was excellent. So um, yeah, um, I mean it, it was a terrific goal. He he was probably the standout, Jack Loughran. I thought Nana Owusu did well when he come on. He's a player that I think quite highly of. Um, so yeah, that's that that's one of that that's one of those things there. And, and I believe Josh Bailey is another one of those players that would have featured, but but he's out injured at the moment. Um, so I've got some words on the way for that one that'll probably come through in the next few days. Um, as well as asking Matt Taylor about loans for these young players too.
0: Yeah, we had young Jude Collins as well. Started the game um, out on the on the left. What did you What did you make of him? You know, the only real youngster who was who was given the nod from the start. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't really notice him that much, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, the first half an hour, Shrewsbury didn't do a lot, did they? To be honest, um, and then their kind of goals were kind of came out of the blue. They were fantastic individual strikes and then they kind of got on the front foot a little bit, but it everything kind of felt like it was coming down the right and he was probably over the other side more often than not. So, I mean, it's not, not critical on him. He's playing in, a, a, you know, men's football, isn't it, as a youngster. So, I, th- I, th- I thought he did okay. I thought he worked hard. I, I can't say I particularly noticed him all that much. Um, he didn't catch the eye, um, but you didn't look at him and think, oh, he looks out of his depth either. So, I think it's one of those things where you know it's nice to see a young lad like him kind of kind of get given the nod by by Matt Taylor.
0: Yeah, and you know, positive and and a great experience for those youngsters. Right, oh we've got a few questions. Yeah. And as as we're recording this on my phone, you're gonna have to pass me the, the questions on your iPhone. We've got, bad iPhone. Bad question we've got a question here from Ash Wilkinson who works for Shrewsbury. now. If anyone <laughs> watched The Office, um he sent us a picture in of of Gareth Keenan, who's a character in the office. Saying, "Will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark?" Uh, so, you <laughs> fans of The Office, oh, absolutely will. Uh, will get, um, will get those right. Let's begin. First question from Michael Pugh. Pewy, I know, Michael I was going to say, used he's to your, be, a, he's your used to be a mate, pretty, pretty decent goalkeeper back in the day, did Pewy? Um, but he's got a question. Given the chance from the safe stand on Saturday at two 0 down, has Taylor lost the fan base? Regardless. Oh, that's a tough question. It's a good question. Um,
1: has he lost the fan base, regardless. I, I think I, in any
0: situation like this, there will be a section of fans who probably don't
1: have Taylor. But yeah, I mean, I saw some people commenting on on social media saying that they kind of they, they didn't want those two goals, and I I got I almost admit I see that as balmy. I can just never get my head around how, why you would go to a football game regardless of who's in charge and not want your side to do well and not want your side to win. Um, so I did see a few a few people in the fan base like that. I I thought that Saturday was just a brilliant chance to enjoy, to enjoy the moment. I mean, it's results, isn't it? It's results. It's still yeah. earlier into his tenure. This team is still developing. It, the more results and the more performances that they put in, um, that'll change. That'll change like anything. Don't forget, there were boos at the start of last season for Steve Cottrell. There mm-hmm. were boos. You know, I was at games last season, games I last season where yeah. they, where they booed him yeah. off. You know, and look at look at what they built. Look at the season that they had. It, you're only a run away from. I mean, I use this, and I don't like keep using it because I feel like I use it all the time. But you're never as bad as they say you are, and you're never as good as they say you are. So you know, they go and beat Blackpool. I think you've said it before.
0: You know, you're only two or three wins, and I know two or three wins probably at some stage can feel quite a big task. And it is, you know, it is a big task in professional football. But you know, a draw at Blackpool, which is not beyond the realms of possibility, and you know, another couple of wins at home. You know, the home forms were really good. Yeah, yeah. And things do change.
1: Quite yes, now. yeah, yeah. So I'd say that that'd be that'd be my that that that'd be my question. That'd be my my answer to that. I would say I, I would say fans are probably not quite not quite convinced, but positive results certainly go a long way to actually changing that opinion. And you know they need to do that more often. I mean Shay Dunkley admitted that. I mean I saw he wrote a tweet on Saturday saying you know there's still loads of work to be done, and I would say that's probably you know that's a fair assessment. There's still loads of work to be done and loads of improvements to be made. So so yeah.
0: That's what I'd say. We had a question here from Paul Seven. What player outgoings, if any, could be possible in Jain? I don't know if he's saying he wants players to leave there or yeah. not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that something we know we know of? You know? Player outgoings. So,
1: I mean, it'll depend on injuries, won't it? I mean, obviously, Ryan Finnegan and Kieran Phillips are long-term injuries. Um, so, you know, ankle ligaments, I think Ryan Finnegan is. Um, and then you've obviously also got, um, obviously, Kieran Phillips, who's got got, got a knee issue... I don't know. I suppose it will depend on their fitness. It will depend on whether Shrews decide that you know maybe they want to terminate the loans. Whether you know, uh, I mean, we're, we're. I feel like we're still a little way away from thinking about those kinds of things at the moment. What are, what is it? Is it the fourteenth
0: of November today? I'm going to add to that as well. You, you mentioned there they're two lo- obviously two loan players. Do we know that? You know, sometimes loan players do go back to their parent clubs for their rehabilitation. Are they still in and around at Shrewsbury? in Phillips obviously come from Huddersfield and Finnegan Southampton? Don't know what to say. Yes
1: So I know that um, So I know that Brandon Fleming Is doing his rehab um, At Shrewsbury At the moment um, And Ryan Finnegan uh, I'm not sure about Finnegan I know that Kieran Phillips Was up in Hall uh, not Hull, bloody hell, I'm getting bloody confused. Feel? There's so many loanees different clubs. Because it's, late, we... it's later to the evening, I'll let yeah, you it's go. It's begin, beginning with he, he, he has been back at home in in, in Huddersfield, in Yorkshire, I know, because Matt Taylor said in one of his interviews that that's what, that's what he'd been doing. I would have thought at this stage there's no need for him to be down here. I mean, if you're going to have surgery or whatever it is that you need to have done, you know, you do, if, if all you can do is sit and you've got a knee monitor on, what do you need to be in Shrew, Shropshire doing that for when you can be at home? So, um, you know, that's kind of where I... Well, where I'd envisage. And, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see about the outgoings. Um, wait and see and, and see where and see where they get to, Johnny. We'll see where they get to.
0: Final couple of questions before we wrap up the podcast. We've got two questions from the Serial Shrew. What's Taylor's stance on youngsters getting game time in the league? Um, did he make any reference to that this evening at all? I know he was very, you know, he talked about being aligned with the academy. That's a, a goal of his and Mickey Moore's. And, you know, could we see any of them? Obviously, we've had people like... Um, Travis Hearn's been in around it and Harvey Watts thinking the Leeds, you know, the Leeds game um, yeah. in the EFL Cup. But in terms of league,
1: it depends how good they are. Yeah. That 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 stays Yeah, Matt Taylor, if he thinks that they're going to help him win a game, then then they will play. And if he feels as though a more experienced player would help them to win a game, then they will play instead. That is the fact of the matter, and that is as simple as it gets when kind of managers are making these decisions. Young players have to do more to impress because as a manager you're taking a risk by picking a young player who's mm. unproven whereas as senior players you've got you've got past records and you've got things that you've got to fall back on because they've done it before and that is why I mean I found that as myself as a sportsman that the senior player will always get the nod over you st- that is just how it works as, as a young player they will un- unless you are it's very, very rare isn't it you know, yeah unless up, you do something to make you, you have to make yourself undroppable by your performances and yeah, so said so that, that that that's that that's what that's what I would suggest. Yeah. That would be my thing. Is that he? I I I think he will pick him. He has shown that with Travis Hearns that that he will he will consider picking the players. It, it is up to him now. It is up to them to kind of you know really come in and stake a claim.
0: Yeah, we have got a final one also from the serial serial shrew. What do you think of the Swedish takeover rumor? Now this was on the back of you know rumors that surfaced I think last week um, regarding a potential. Potential takeover of Shoesby Town. We've heard rumours, you know, in the years gone by about a takeover. Do we know anything on like this? All is there any substance in, in what we've heard? Um. Well, I know that the chairman is—is is he eighty-two
1: or is he eighty-three? Not sure. So, not sure. yeah, he's—he's. He's, <laughs> don't want to don't want to say he's getting on, but he's getting on. <laughs> um. So the chairman's not not young. So I, I I would have said that, you know, at some point they are perhaps going to, um you know you know you know a plan will have to be put in place a kind of a succession plan i suppose um i have seen all the stuff on social media about a potential takeover um what i would say to that is that nothing is close yeah that would be my response so you know if i if i thought that uh, yeah we we'd be writing it and i'm not writing it yeah so um, I would say that, you know, at the moment, at the moment, n- nothing's close. So it's not something that's kind of on my radar at the moment.
0: There you go, Salop fans, not something that's going to happen imminently. Just uh, social media, Twitter, rumours. Um, there we go. Thanks for your questions, Salop fans. We're going to bring the podcast to an end now, but I'm going to end it on an Ollie Westbury score prediction. He's heading up to Blackpool. He's heading up to the coast. You're going to have, you're going to have a little... you going, two one. Two one. going to have a little walk on the beach. Probably really Strictly
1: come dancing's coming, Johnny. Oh, are you, are you going up gonna... to Strictly, are you? Uh, no, nah, I can't no. be doing that. Can't no, no. I can't be doing it. Straight Why back. Not? Straight I back. Have, I have told... You fancy a little dance underneath well, the my, tower? When, when, my, my, when my other half said, where are you going? She said, oh, I'm Blackpool. She's strictly, she's strictly come dancing. you reckon I'll come to the football and we can get strictly. I said, absolutely no chance. I think I will be going to the Golden Arches on the way back down the M6 <laughs> and I will be enjoying doing my player ratings and my post-match analysis from a service station as sports reporters should be doing on a Saturday evening. What do you reckon to that?
0: I'm not watching Strictly come dancing. Well, uh, well, there we go. Oli, cheers for your time. Hopefully you're a uh, fox your way back down the M6 on, uh, on Saturday after that score prediction 2-1 win. salad fans, thank you very much for your questions. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, goodbye.